Hey guys, just giving a quick content warning before you start listening to this podcast. This is about superheroes, so you might be of any age, because superheroes are for people of all ages. But we gave the world access to asking whatever random question about superheroes you can think of. So, the truth is people are perverts. While never dealing with anything explicit in this, there will be swearing in this podcast. There will be occasional anatomy discussions. Uh, sex is a thing that exists in the world of this podcast, even if we're not telling you the down and dirty. So if that's not going to be your thing, that's okay. If it is going to be your thing, you'll probably enjoy yourself. Hi, everybody. I'm Tyler. I'm Zach. We're back with more Word Balloons. We've been flying high on our own hot air and have stopped in again to answer your nerdy questions. So with that in mind, Zach, what is our question this week? What is Superman's weirdest power? Oh, fuck. So this one is real interesting because it means you get to look up kind of Silver Age Superman stories. Because in the Golden Age, Superman, which is like 30s, 40s, stuff like that, Superman was pretty down to earth. Like, he could get shot and actually have it hurt as opposed to, you know... Ting. Yeah, now that he's thrown through the sun and he's like, well, that was awesome for me. Um, But they were only getting paid like a dollar a page for comic books back then, which even back then was garbage money. So they were just spinning out books as fast as possible, and especially with the age range of readership being largely eh, 7 to 10 years old range. It could get ridiculous. Yeah, they didn't give a shit about all of the stuff that comic books care about now. So Superman gets the widest range of powers. Um, I know you have a couple. I have two. I first want to give an honorable mention to one that's not going to make it because it's somehow survived forever, but is fucking weird if you think about it. Is Freeze Breath? Yeah. Freeze Breath makes no goddamn sense. That's true. Yeah, Freeze Breath is weird. Freeze Breath is weird. No, I don't get it either. And Steven. Oh, Steven's here, by the way, everyone. Hello. Uh, our editor who just hangs out and talks when he wants to, which is actually great. I love having surprise guest stars. Uh, had an honorable mention one that you wanted to mention to me. I want to mention two from the Christopher Reeves movies, unless you are... Yeah. Uh, unless you want to mention the other one. But the one that came to me immediately was Brick Vision from <laughs> Superman 4, Quest for Peace. Which I um, don't know if I've ever seen that It's the one movie. with Richard Pryor. Yes. I've seen parts of that movie. Um, uh, As radioactive? No. No, he, what's... They build he's just the sidekick. Is, I, is he in 4 or 3? I think he might be I in I think three. he's in 4. I'm not certain on that. I do know Nuclear Man is the villain... He That's crashes. right. Nuclear Man's the villain, and then like, they they hint that Richard Pryor is playing somebody from the comics, but they never na- name him. Yeah. He's just named something else. He's just clearly he works Richard for Pryor. Lex Luthor's company or something, and accidentally builds Nuclear Man. If that's what yeah. I'm remembering, I don't remember entirely. But he, Nuclear Man, flies through the Great Wall of China, breaks it, and then Superman's chasing him, and sees, oh wait, there's a bunch of people here, and uh, this this national monument world. World Monument's gone, uh, so I'll just stop and brick vision. He just looks at it. It's like a blue ray of light, and the, the wall's just rebuilt. It's just like reverse heat vision. Just like... <laughs> like, it's never explained. They never do it again. He's just like... It's just like... He has this... Like, does he have super intentions in his vision where he can just, like, really wish it into reality by, like, 
and then he just supers it along. I don't know. I'm, it makes no sense. I don't get it. Uh... I read, like, 15 different listicles of weird Superman powers to research for this. That was my version of research. I'm amazed that that one didn't come up, just because it really is... No, it makes no sense. It's probably weirder, like, if you think about it at all, than any of the shit that I've come up with. That said, that movie is but wild. <laughs> There's a subplot about the, the world's de, de arm, uh, demilitarizing or de-armorizing all of its nuclear weapons, and Lex Luthor steals that to make nuclear man, and then apparently Richard Pryor is in this movie? I'm not certain on this, but I feel like it also is. And is, is it for that is office space? I have literally no clue. Where Richard Pryor is skimming the thousands of... I believe so. I, I do know that he's only in one of them, to my recollection. He's, he's either in three or four. Three had an evil Superman, four had Nuclear Man, I think. Then I think he is in three because he then creates basically the red kryptonite that makes the evil Superman in three. I'm not even going to look it up right now. Look, it there, it's basically the one wild. It the <laughs> That's the, the point of this matter. And All right, and you said you had one other? Oh, the other one is from the earlier movies, and I think it's in two, even, mm, where he throws the, his S chest, which I've seen even referenced in other things. Like, I think I saw it in a, in a bit. Oh, and like it becomes that. the, like, net, basically. Yeah, like a like... saran wrap-looking <laughs> net that just, like, coats and cocoons them and then, like, somehow sends them to the to the, uh, the, what is that? Phantom Zone? Phantom Zone? I think. Or to the deep recess of space? I don't understand it. I mostly just remember him throwing it. And... Like, it's just like, oh, yes, I'll throw my, my usual thing. He does it so casually and cavalier. People have been asking questions about that one. Comic book fans, like, where the fuck did that come from? Ever since that movie came out. Oh, I imagine. Like... <laughs> but nobody asked about Brick Vision, apparently? I don't. No one expected anything by four. Yeah. All right, Tyler, what do you got? Uh, the two I brought are super ventriloquism. Ooh, the super, I, I have a list of the, the super add your thing here's. Yeah. Uh, he can, it's exactly what it sounds like. He's a really fucking good ventriloquist that can throw it super far distances. Mm-hmm. Apparently. From a super breath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then I also have the, uh, super... Mind wipe kiss. That was also on my list. This is the super, like, ethically question. Like, what the fuck? There is a comic where Lois Lane finds out that Clark Kent is Superman. And he kisses her so good, or whatever. He uses his magical super mind wipe kiss, and she forgets. And there is some wild fucking consent issues to this, which is probably why it has never been mentioned again. It's terrifying. <laughs> um, Although I, this question gave me just the opportunity to bring up one other. I, I don't know if it's weird, but it's just something about his powers that I, I see people never think. Either they they bring things up in a wrong way because they don't realize this is how his power works, I guess. It should not. None of these powers should work thanks to the power of the yellow sun. Um, his flight is tactile te- telekinesis. Yeah, they talk about it in Superboy a lot. The... The 90s comic, not the terrible 90s cartoon. Which is why when he, like, goes and, like, saves a jet from crashing out of the air, that he just doesn't punch a hole through the jet. He touches it, and it extends his telekinetic field, and it's his will that's then moving it. I mostly just wanted to point it out, because it's not, not physics-based, I guess. I'm not certain 
But I would bet money that this is from the Louise Simonson era of Superman. For a while, she was the editor. Uh, Louise Simonson is best known for uh, writing X Factor and being one of the major minds behind Apocalypse. Not like the initial creator, but everything after his like very first appearance was her mm-hmm. kind of defining the character. Um, and she was editor for all of the Superman line for a while, and they put a lot of effort into like let's rein Superman in. Uh, following a, a recent trend, but it was really good when she was doing it. Um, let's rein Superman in a little bit and have some of the more insane fantastical stuff calmed down. Tactile telekinesis is exactly the kind of bullshit that they would come up with. Because it doesn't really make sense, but it sounds like it makes sense. It makes sense enough. <laughs> enough. Um, I've got... As I've got three that we have not yet mentioned here. Okay. Again, as we've mentioned, there's like super sewing, super ventriloquism, super mathematics, whatever, like put super in front of whatever he needs to do to make it sound more impressive. Uh, I will mention he had super telepathy in one issue in the 70s, uh, not the 70s, but in the Silver Age. Uh, How does super telepathy differ from normal telepathy? As far as I can tell, it's just normal telepathy. Look, this is the world where Comet the Super Horse was a centaur cursed to look like a horse who was in love with Supergirl. Wait, what? Yes. Give me that one more time. Comet the Super Horse. There was a a trend in comics to do super pets. Yeah, I remember the super dog and all that. Hers was Streaky the Super Cat and Comet the Super Horse. Streaky was just a cat with superpowers, whatever. No one cares. Comet was a centaur that was cursed... To be just a normal horse that was desperately in love and, they didn't say it, but let's be honest, wanted to fuck Supergirl. And, like, would have thought processes about how in love with her he was. And Supergirl, as far as I'm aware, did not know. Like, never knew? I don't know. How did she she get this super horse? I don't know. All I've ever read was someone was like, have we ever talked about Comet? And I'm like, what is this? Like, I don't... No? Read it and I was like, why haven't we ever talked about Comet? Whatever happened to Comet? Oh, no one wants to know. We could do... I, I, I hope Comet just disappeared into the <laughs> ethos and has never seen or heard from again. Somebody it's... ask us what happened to Comet so that we have to do oh research. Oh my god. Oh, fuck. Um, I could go into Super Pets because they're amazing, but we're not going to do that because we were talking about Superman powers. Not Aquaman's pet octopus. But, uh... Mm-hmm. Super telepathy was one that I had uh, in Superman one, where he flies against the rotation of the Earth and makes time travel happen. Oh yeah, yeah. Super fucking weird. Yeah, that makes no sense. Uh, but my favorite all time. F- so actually, that one, I don't. I think I think the way it's framed makes people think it has to do with the Earth. I think the whole point is that he's just. He's flashing it. He's going so fast that he's time traveling. But because of the where it's framed in the screen, you're seeing the Earth then just get rewound because it's time travel. Either way, I mean, let's let's be real fucking honest here. I traveled so fast that I traveled backwards in time. There's some that's some pretty loose fucking science. Let's call Neil deGrasse Tyson and see what he thinks of that shit. That's like my, you only have to go 88 miles per hour. <laughs> my favorite one is super shape changing. Where he just takes his hands and he molds his face to look like something else. He just literally is like, well, I'm gonna, like, I can't 
it's a visual medium. I can't just like move my hands in front of my face, but like molds his face like putty. I can't help but imagine um, uh, the brother from Hunter Hunter. It's an anime series where he basically pulls these pins out of his face and then just reworks his entire face to then look like a different human. Does it so that he can then uh, assassinate people, but it's a horrifyingly grotesque experience because they have sound design for it, and it's a lot of, like, bone sounds clacking about. Oh, that's awful. So I imagine that as Superman, and that's not good. Yeah, it's. I keep thinking of, what is it, the, the Liam Neeson, Sam Raimi superhero movie, Dark Man? Dark, uh, yeah. Where yeah. he, like, can change his face to look mm-hmm. like whatever. Like, Superman just does that. But in, <laughs> in the pictures and the listicles, and I've read about this before, but this is the only place I could find it here. They've got, like, one of the times that he made himself look like a bug. Like, I think this can go beyond just, like, well, I'm, like, going to look like Bruce Wayne now. I'm going to, like, have the head of an ant now. So, if you can do this, why isn't Clark Kent just a different face? A dollar a page is why. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't want to draw two faces. (laughs) Like... Unless they needed to. uh, The book, The Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay, is actually an excellent book about comic book writers from the Gold and Silver Ages. And, I mean, it was like, think early Beatles. Like, take take some speed and stay up all night making weird art. Okay. (laughs) I, I will. I mean, well, yeah, but okay. <laughs> then you have now tapped into what a lot of early comic book work was. Nice. Uh, well, in order to keep our journey going, we're going to have to drop some ballast. Luckily, Zach is stuffed to the brim with assorted genre facts. Prod him a little bit and see what shakes loose. Remember, any misses or mistakes will have to be made up for at the end of our trip. Today, we'll keep this expedition's theme of mostly C-list villains. So, Zach, what knowledge can you drop on Ibok? Ibok? I-B-A-C. I was right. Okay. Is he... I'm going to have to take a shot in the dark here. He's a demon, I think. He's either a demon or he worships a demon. Is he related to Azrael in the Order of St. Dumas? Or am I way off on who I'm thinking of? I'm pretty sure you're way off on that. That's okay. Um, Do you want a hint? Yeah, sure. Just... Toss a, something at me. He's a foe of Captain Marvel. Oh shit! I got nothing. I'll just redemption round that later. All right, redemption <laughs> round on iBox. Fawcett so that... Comics villains were insane, and I'm super looking forward to this one. Uh, yeah, I think you're gonna like this one. But with that, that's it for today, folks. Yeah. Uh, we're taking off, but before we go, we'd like to remind you to hit subscribe and check out all of our sister shows over at earvrim.com. That's E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M.com. Other ways to get in touch with us and follow us will be in the show notes. As always, we'd like to give a special thanks to our editor, Stephen Gady. Until next time, I'm Tyler. I'm Zach. Bye! Hey there, listener. This is your editor and stowaway, Stephen. Wanted to give a very special thank you to Ian Ford for letting us use their song Tracks as our theme song. To hear more of their music, you can check them out on SoundCloud.